0: All right, welcome back, continuing chapter four, Um, we've been speaking about the fourth category out of seven in life, which is the chavis halavaves v'hoyevolim, the spiritual, uh, or rather the emotional and physical duties that we do for the sake of uh, the spiritual, meaning um, religious duties mitzvahs that we do that only affect ourselves and whereas when it comes to health or making a living or managing our interpersonal relationships because there's so much that's beyond our control and beyond our choice we need to have a lot of itochen and rely on Hashem Uh, in contrast when it comes to our religious duties where we were given the choice, and we were given the empowerment to do what we have to do, it's really inappropriate to have the same level of betochen, uh, or the same kind of betochen, because uh, it's up to us, it's up to us to make the right choices. But we, 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 we said that after we've made the right choice, and we have commitment to do the right thing, where where is the betochen? The betochen is then in order to get the job finished, that we don't have complete control over, so in that we would we would trust in Hashem, right? But to start the job and to make the decision to do it and to stick with it, um, you know, that's got to come from us. We also spoke about um, one other place that it's, it is appropriate to have betochen and uh, to rely on Hashem. We said that's to ask Hashem to um, help you to stay focused, that even though you've chosen the right thing already, you're asking, He should help you to stay focused. And uh, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar brought many different proofs from, uh, from Psalms, from King David, for that. Okay, now let's continue to the fifth area of life. What was the fifth area of life? It's still matters of this world for the sake of the next world. But the difference is, meaning stuff, the physical stuff that you do, but it has spiritual importance. Um, but what's different, why is it not the same as the fourth category? What's different is it involves others, right? Category four was only stuff that involves me. Category five is where other people are involved. So let's jump in. Let's now look at an explanation of the fifth category. These are duties of the limbs. It's interesting, it doesn't say duties of the heart and limbs because when it comes to other people, they're not affected by how you feel, they're affected by what you do. So these are duties of the limbs that can benefit or damage other people. For instance, like giving charity tithes, also charity. And teaching wisdom. And exhortation to right conduct and warning against evil. That means telling people, hey, that's a good thing. You should keep doing that. Or, hey, that's not so good. Uh, you shouldn't do that so much. Or returning deposits. Or returning deposits. And keeping secrets, being a good confidant, trustworthy person. And speaking good. Speaking good of others. Is it speaking well or speaking good? I'm not sure. Speaking well would be like to be eloquent. You could say Lashon Hara and speak well. <laughs> you could be very eloquent in your Lashon Hara. No, speaking good. Goodness. Okay. The last says Hathayv and also to do good. Right? The difference between doing well and doing good. They used to say about the colonizers from England that went to Africa to uh, supposedly as missionaries. So they say they went there to do good and they did very well indeed. <laughs> right? They went there for spiritual causes, but they ended up uh, making, uh, making out like bandits, doing, very, doing well monetarily and honoring their, your parents and returning wicked people to God helping people to do teshuva, and showing people the right way to go the right way to live and also and also to uh, pity the poor And to treat them with mercy. And to patiently bear people's scorn when urging them to God's service, encouraging them to do what's right by holding out to them the hope of reward and deterring them from wrong through fear of punishment. So these are all examples of things that we do that are not practical things like health and wealth and interpersonal relationships these are spiritual things or they have spiritual value to them and they involve others so this is different than any of the categories we spoke about before the first three categories were you know mundane things fourth category was spiritual stuff well physical things that have spiritual ramifications but only to ourselves and now this fifth category physical things that have spiritual ramifications to people other than ourselves. So how should we have Bitochen in this area? A little bit different than, than the previous area. And Rebbeinah B'chayi is going to explain us how it differs. Of Neyesha Bitochen v'zeh. The proper way of having Bitochen in this area tsefein <speaking> mo'ele <Hebrew> is to keep the thought of all these matters And similar things, in one's heart. And resolve to do them, and pursue them. In accordance with his duty to exercise free choice, as we mentioned when dealing with the fourth category. So that part's the same. Not to make a name or to win honor for himself. And not to expect reward for it. And not to have power over others. So the first thing is, when you're doing mitzvahs that involve others, you have to be aware of the occupational hazard of the do-gooder, which is that you end up trying to use the good for selfish motives. Um, Sometimes, yeah, sometimes we are doing good things that benefit others, and we have unwholesome motives. Either we want the validation, remember we spoke about this when we were talking about interpersonal relationships of a secular nature, you know, just like helping people out in business and stuff like that. You know, we want the validation, or we want them to owe us a favor, we're trying to gain control over them. Well, I want to tell you something, the same exact motives can creep into, you um, religious obligations. So you're helping the poor, or you're teaching the the people who need to learn, or you're helping somebody to change their conduct. All all good things. Mitzvahs, 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 not just it's good to do, you have to do. And yet, um, a person could have sort of uh, an ulterior motive that's that's self-serving, and he's using that position that he's in in order to satisfy some personal emotional need that he has. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar is saying, don't do that. Don't do that. Keep it pure. So that's the first thing. And then, after you've done that, rely on Hashem to finish the job the things that he was intending to do, according to what Hashem wants from the person, after the person has uh, put forth effort. So in other words, that's a very convoluted, uh, at least in translation, it doesn't read so smoothly. Um, So let me just say that in simple English. So do good things that help others try to keep your motives clean and then after you've done that rely on Hashem to get the job finished because there are plenty of times where we want to do the right thing and we've set out to do the right thing we even started the job and there are obstacles beyond our control so we need to rely on Hashem to clear those obstacles that are out of our control you know I, I can control what I do, but I can't control outcomes. So you know, when I'm, when I'm let's say, I'm trying to feed the poor, so it's not enough that I tried to feed them, I want it to succeed. I want it to actually happen, I want them to get fed. Well, in that case, I need, I need Hashem's help. Now, I don't need his help to, to, to choose to do the right thing because he gave me space to choose the right thing. But after I've chosen the right thing, I need his help to make sure that it actually gets carried out. Also, he should be careful to keep his good deeds hidden from anyone. Anyone who doesn't need to know. It should be on a need-to-know basis. Because if he keeps a low-pro... That's, that's, that's how the cool people say low-profile. Um, if he keeps things hidden then his reward will be greater. It will have greater spiritual value. In other words. We call that, walk discreetly with the Lord your God. You know, we all know how to do sins without getting caught. This is called doing mitzvahs without getting caught. Especially, we are talking about before, about how much we, we love that approval. And that which he's unable to hide... What does that mean, he can't hide it? The Nether Bakedish has something interesting here. That the Rebain HaMachai is warning us against a certain thought that the Yetzirah will try to, uh, to, to put in our minds. The Yetzirah is going to come and say, listen, I'm going to get caught doing this good deed. It's going to bring attention to me. I'm not going to be able to hide it, and then I'm going to receive all types of praise from people, and it's not going to be good for my for my ego. So you know, it's probably safer. I just shouldn't do. <laughs> I just shouldn't do this mitzvah, right? So the netter says, listen, it's obviously better to do things incognito, you know, low profile, but it should. The risk of being exposed as a do-gooder shouldn't keep you from from doing good. In the end, you know, you got to do good. You try you try not to get caught doing good because it's better to let it be subtle and and, and modest. Um, but you know, if you get caught it's fine. It's it's okay. Um, do, you got to do what you got to do what needs to get done. That's that's the main thing. That's how the Nadivakesh explains it. Um, now, at the same time I want to mention that the Rama in Shokhanar Khiradeya um Simon Reischmemms says that it's a good thing to advertise when somebody does a good deed that's the source of the plaques you know about the israeli space force the israeli uh space force they they launched a, a rocket to the moon a space shuttle and uh so there's a whole countdown and everything, and it didn't make it off the ground. The shuttle like didn't didn't make it off the ground. And the the engineers realized, because when they did the math for the, 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 the thrust that was needed for liftoff, they didn't calculate the weight of all the plaques. <laughs> because if Jews made a space shuttle, there would be hakdoshas, right? Would you like to dedicate one of the O-rings on our Space shuttle, right? Of course. If only someone had dedicated one of the O-rings. That's what I say. Okay. Um, Because you know, the guy who dedicated the O-ring would be like, let's check that O-ring again before we take off. All right. What year was that? What was that, Challenger? Maybe someone will look it up. Remember that. Um... Anyway, so how, how come, if we're supposed to keep a low profile, how come Dynamo says you should advertise it when people do good? So, so there's a couple explanations. Um, one is that, um, I mean, this is the most important thing, that it's going to attract other people to do it. So you're going to have to take a hit for the team. You're going to have to expose yourself a little bit, and you're going to get some attention, and you're going to get some praise, and it might pump you up, and it might be a little bit uh, dangerous for your ego, but that's the price you got to pay because it's going to get other people to to do good. Um, But another explanation is that actually it'll humble you because when everybody's telling you what a tzaddik you are, you'll be like, if only... (laughs) <laughs> if only. Uh, I wish I were living up to what people think of me. Okay. Um, why can't you just say this is in the private chat? That the obligation is on the other people to make a big deal about what you did. Um. Yeah. Well, that's the easy answer. That the other people are supposed to make a big deal about you. But um, we can even answer about allowing. You know, going along with it and allowing it to be publicized. All right, so he said, and what about the stuff that he can't hide? That which he can't hide. He should remember that the the principle that we stated earlier is, That neither help nor harm proceeds from any created being, except with the permission of the Creator, may he be exalted. So if you succeeded and you're getting attention for doing good things, you should just know, you should be grateful that Hashem accomplished these things through you. You didn't accomplish it, Hashem accomplished it. You should be grateful that he used you as the tool for it to happen. Okay. Now, when the Creator brings about a good deed through Him, he should think to himself, then Hashem is really doing him a favor. In other words, when you do something kind for someone else, you should realize you are the recipient of the ultimate kindness that Hashem is doing for you, by allowing you to do this kindness. And he shouldn't be happy when people praise him for it. That human approval is so, such a, an, a dangerous addiction. Don't even develop a taste for it. He shouldn't want to be honored for the good that he does. And it'll, it'll bring him to be arrogant about his deeds. He'll lose the purity of his intention to God. And then the deed would be ruined and the reward would be lost. So the whole thing could be tarnished and ultimately fall apart if if he starts to develop a penchant for the praise. Praise has to be like chocolate. You know what I I mean? It has to be like chocolate. Anyone will tell you that chocolate doesn't taste good to them is a lie. Of course, chocolate tastes good, and there's no point in trying to make chocolate. Okay, there are certain tzaddikim; they don't taste anything. And if you have Corona, by the way, you don't taste anything. So either you're a tzaddik or you have Corona. So you should just ask a doctor. Okay. Um, God forbid, no one should know of such a thing. Anyways, um, you know that people are going to be watching this class like a year from now, even, and these references are not even going to make sense to them. No one's going to remember this whole Corona thing, Corona, Shmarona. Okay. Anyway, um, praise is like chocolate. If you have chocolate in your mouth, it's going to taste good. It's going to feel great. There's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do to prevent that feeling. However, if you live your life in such a way to increase your likelihood of being able to eat chocolate as often as possible, you're not living right. See what I'm saying? Like, you live your life in order to live your life as a good person, and if it so happens that a little bit of chocolate comes into your life and it tastes good, okay, it tastes good, but don't go looking for the chocolate. Don't do anything to put yourself in a place where you think there's gonna be chocolate. Like, don't be like driving your car and thinking, well, okay, hold on a second, I have half an hour before I have this next meeting, now I have two places where I have to really go, well, that place is probably gonna be chocolate. I I, I don't know, I remember when their older daughter got engaged, they did have a fondue fountain. I think I'm gonna, well, we'll hit it up, let's check it out and see if they have chocolate. That would be a terrible way to live. Don't go looking for the chocolate. But if you're standing there and someone's like, hey, take this chocolate, and you're like, and you're eating it, okay, I didn't look for it, I didn't count on it, I wasn't going to be disappointed if I didn't have it, but now that it's in my mouth, yeah, it tastes good, okay? That's the same thing with praise. Don't do anything that will increase your chances of getting more praise or going where you think you're going to be praised, but when you, when you hear praise, obviously, it, it, it feels good. It's like chocolate. Okay, let's finish up here. Uh, just one more line here and I will with God's help explain this in the appropriate gate, in its shar, which shar so the Nedab says this is talking about the fifth gate gate number five the gate of wholehearted devotion of all acts. And according to the paslachim, no, it's the sixth gate, the gate of humility. Maybe it's a little bit of both, a little bit of gate five, a little bit of gate six, but it's not, it's not a uh, token, which I believe is gate four of Heves At any rate, somebody, by the way, posted on YouTube and said, could you sum up every class in one sentence? I don't know i'll take it as a challenge so let me try to sum up tonight's class in one sentence we learned about the fifth category which are the things that we do in this world for the sake of the next world meaning good deeds that that that, as opposed to the previous category that only affect ourselves this category is good deeds we do that affect others uh, when we do it, we should keep a low profile as much as possible, but if we get caught, we get caught, and just try not to get addicted to the approval, and remember that if it works out and we're successful in it, we should really, really thank Hashem, because in the end, we don't control the outcomes, and uh, you know, we, have to, we have to be grateful to Hashem that it worked out. Okay. Somebody's asking here, what about acknowledgement and praise for your staff who work for you? Okay, so here's the thing. (sighs) A lot of things that we do as spiritual people or people who are trying to be more spiritual uh, involve paradox. So like the big paradox we spoke about a couple times is that all the things we're learning here about equanimity and about accepting our suffering with with grace and with poise and that it's all good and there's no such thing as bad and it's all hidden blessings. That's for us to say to ourselves, never, ever, ever say that to someone else when when they're going through a hard time. Well, I'm going to tell you another paradox. The other paradox is uh, praise. When it comes to my own praise, me getting praise is like chocolate, like I said before. And and there's another reason why it's like chocolate because you know what, I love chocolate, but I know what it does to me when I eat too much of it. And you know, it feels good for a minute, but uh, what do they call a moment on the lips is a lifetime on the hips, right? You carry it around forever and it's just uh you can't walk up the stairs, and you can't bump your kids in the in the in the car seats, and it's uh, all right. And uh, those examples are pretty specific, huh? Somebody wrote to me and told me they had that issue. Um, anyways, so you you know the chocolate's going to make you fat, right? So the the praise also it's going to make you emotionally fat. So we try to avoid it. But that's for me. I want to avoid getting praise. But when it's you, I'm going to lavish you with. Is that the right verb? I'm gonna no lavish praise. Lavish is the adjective. I'm going to give you a lot of praise. What's the right verb that I want? Okay, and is, can lavish be a verb? I'm gonna lavish you with praise. I don't know. I think I think not. But it, I wanted to say that. It sounded sounded right. Okay, but I don't think it's right. Um, I'm gonna what? I'm gonna smear you with praise. That's how we would say it. Um, And that is one of, lavish is okay as a verb? Oh, okay, thank you. Excellent. So I'm going to lavish you. Thank you. Just looked it up. Um, So I'm going to tell you one of the the paradoxes. Shower you with praise. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to shower you with praise. Okay. I'm not implying that you don't have good hygiene, and therefore I'm showering you with praise. Um, Because that would be a backhanded compliment, right? (laughs) Uh, there's the jokes that I tell for you and there's the jokes that I tell for me. Okay, Just remember that. People are like, oh, I like the jokes because they help me to stay focused. Yeah, those are the jokes that you like. Then there's the jokes that are for me that help me stay focused and I'm the only one that thinks they're funny. But if it helps me to to be able to give the class, then that's a price we're all going to have to pay. All right, anyways, um, I'm going to close with this. There's a paradox of spirituality which is my bread is gashmias, is physicality. Your bread is ruchnias, is spirituality. For me, for me. So, for me, my bread is materiality. Your bread is my spirituality. Now, the same exact thing is reverse for you. <laughs> your bread for you is your materiality, and my bread for you is your spirituality. So, my praise for me is one thing but your praise for me is the exact opposite it's a wonderful thing you get it all righty good night